in that, grab a word for today at the info desk down there after the service. Now, it is my absolute honor and blessing to invite a very good friend and mentor and, and someone that's just sown into my life and my wife's life and our marriage so much and has been an absolute blessing to many here in the house. Would you please stand to your feet and give a very warm welcome to Pastor Howie Edwards to come and preach the word this morning. Wow, thank you so much. We always feel so much love in the house here, and you know, um, it's just a beautiful opportunity for us to be here again today, and really excited about today, um, and just following on from, you know, um, what's been said already and so on into our lives already this morning. I've been blessed already, and uh, thank you, Bree, for your beautiful words of encouragement, worship team, and all those that are serving us today. You know, um, I would like to just also acknowledge um, those who have um, sacrificed for us um, Anzac Day. We remember um, those who gave their lives. And uh, as we live, um, you know, many, many years after the war events, we sometimes question the wisdom of what happened. But those who in that season went to war went without questions, simply to serve their nation. And they gave their lives willingly to the cause of what they um, were asked to do. And uh, I have an uncle who was a uh, Lancaster bomber pilot, and uh, he, he crashed and shot down in Germany. So it is a moment of reflection for me. Um, as we look back and we and probably most of you in our little nation of Aotearoa have people who were uh, in the war time. So we do acknowledge those who have passed. Well, um, just want to honour um, Pastor Reuben and Harmony this morning um, in charge of the house. God bless you guys. <laughs> Doing a great job, aren't they? Aren't they? And Paul and Ruth and Greymouth with Honiana and Marie, I just, that blows me away. Um, we just had a little bit to do with Honiana Maria, but what a great, great outcome for them. Well, this month, uh, the question is, um, it's been the month of why, and uh, there's been some great stuff shared already. I thought that Reuben just did an amazing job with Easter weekend. Pastor Paul followed that with some great insights into the Father heart of God and, yeah. and um, you know, just our relationship with him, and I listened to all, all three messages, and Charlotte, didn't she rip it up last yeah. night? Huh? Wow, man, can that girl preach? Yes. Awesome, and I've got to try and follow all that, you know, like, God, help me. So today, look, I thought today, man, there are so many things you could, pre uh, on the why question. You know, why sacrifice? Well, I just stand here in the house this morning grateful to those believers who went before me, gave their lives, gave their time, gave their finance, gave themselves so that I could be here today. So why sacrifice? Because the next generation will be blessed. I thought um, there's just so many why things. You know, why, why not? Charlotte said this morning, why not? You know, can Kerry Kerry be changed? Why not? Can our marriage last for all of life? Why not? Will it, can our children come to Jesus? Why not? There are so many why, a good, great why themes that we could speak about. But I, today, 
I chose this. I, I really asked the Lord. And I, and I felt to speak in this area, why God does not answer quickly. Why does God not answer your prayers quickly every time? Sometimes He does, but sometimes He doesn't answer your prayers in when you would like to hear. And I would dare to say that there's some prayers that he, or, or questions why you have with the Lord that you may not know till you get to eternity. And so this is a big issue for us as believers when we have questions and all of us go through difficult seasons of life and being a Christian doesn't insulate us or isolate us from the same challenges and crises that those who have yet to believe face and struggle with. But we have a Savior. We have the life of Christ within us. So we've got something that we find great comfort and encouragement with. But it doesn't necessarily take away all our why as to why certain things happen, why situations come into our lives. But hopefully as we grow in Christ and understand some kingdom principles, we avoid some of the great rocks in the, in the, in the sailing in the ocean of life. Amen? You know, we can get some wisdom out of the Word of God. And with Christ in us and the Holy Spirit leading us, we can avoid some of the crises that our, our, our brethren who are not yet in the kingdom hit those rocks and, and often shipwreck. The Bible is full of great wisdom, practical counsel about many aspects of daily living. You know, the book of Proverbs is a treasury. There's some great stuff in there, some great wisdom and counsel um, on all kinds of great of the subjects of life about diligence. There's some cautions. There's some great, there's some amusing and encouraging things. I remember some years ago, well, when I said quite a few years ago, actually, I was building a house down Weeroa Road with a builder. I was helping the builder um, build my parents' house. And anyway, my friend Donnie, he took great delight in winding up the building supervisor. It was a, it was a Lockwood build, and, and it was overseen by an overseer, and he would come in in his little ute, and he would come to inspect the job that, that we were doing things right. And Donnie took great delight in winding this guy up. Every time he came in, he would, the building supervisor would say, Donnie, you need to do this. No, nah, I'm not doing that. And he would just, and he, he had every intention of doing it, but he just used to wind this guy up. And um, one day he came in and he said to Don, he said, Don, the roof is coming tomorrow and you guys have to put the bats insulation in the roof. And Don, he says, I'm not doing that. What do you think we are? I am Batman or something. <laughs> and the building supervisor got in his truck and he spun the wheels all the way out the driveway. He was so mad because Don, he wound him up every day. And um, I went home that night and I was reading in Proverbs and it says, don't strive with a man without cause if he's done you no harm. And I went back next day and I said to Donnie, Donnie, this is what it says in Proverbs 3.30. Don't strive with a man without cause if he hasn't done any, you any harm. And he sort of went quiet and because uh, he was a backslidden Christian and he never did it again. Wow. I said, the word of God has just got great counsel. I remember as a young believer, I was in Mauriwa and I was living in, um, I got into this flat with some other guys and um, I got a couple of weeks behind on my rent 
And I was busy doing cell group and doing Sunday services and all kinds of things. And anyway, one of my flatmates, he was a Christian, and he said to me, he said, you need to get a job and pay your rent. And I said, to, and I was like, oh, I was offended. Here I am serving the Lord. And I'm only a little bit behind on my rent. And the Lord said to me, I started, wow, I didn't know what to do with that. I was reading my Bible. And Psalm 141.5, the Lord said to me, he said, let the righteous smite me in kindness. It'll be oil upon my head. Let my head receive it. I went, oh, no. So I had to humble myself and go back to him and say, you're right. I need to take care of this area of life. But the Word of God just speaks to every part of our life. The Psalms are full of great encouragement. You know, Psalm 62.10, I remember a season in our life, I got into the forestry. I did get a job. Got into the forestry, and we're making great money. You know, like, I thought, this is pretty good. Broke Bible college student. Now I've got great money coming in. And the Lord said to me one day, Psalm 62.10, he said, if riches increase, don't set your heart on them. And I went, oh, okay. Didn't think too much more about it. A few months go by, bank balance is growing. And then in comes this Youth with a Mission team. Another lot of broke servants of the Lord. And, and the Lord says to me, you know that bank account? I go, yes. And he goes, I want you to take this amount of money. I said, what? That much? And give it to the team. Well, my heart was almost broken. But you know what happened? Was God said to me, son, your heart's got set on that bank account. And I've got a little fix for you. Give it that away. So I go, oh, all right. So I give it away, and my heart was free. You know what? You can find all this great counsel in the Word of God. There's so much. God speaks to every area of our life. And I thought last week when Charlotte spoke on relationships, what a great encouragement. You know, we need to, uh, to cultivate and work with relationships in life. It's just so much great wisdom in the scripture on that. And what a great source of comfort we find as God recalibrates our life to live according to his principles. Isn't it good, eh? But the reality of Christian living is that God does not tell us why everything happens. He doesn't tell us um, in advance about many things that he leads us into. And not every question is answered immediately. And some may not be in this life, as I said. And you're probably living with some whys right now, and you'd be keen to know the answers. Who's got some whys in their life? Yeah. Right, why? Why? Why do peop good people die at times and untimely deaths? Why? There's all these questions that we have about life, and we're all living probably with some whys right now. I remember, there's a funny story. My little boy, Jonathan, was about three years old, and his auntie, my, my cousin, Averill, came to visit. Averill was a very proper lady. And Jonathan is following Averill around saying, why, Averill? Why, Auntie Averill? About all, he was in the why phase. You know, like little kids are there. Why? Why? <laughs> and your kids go through that. Why? And anyway, he says, and Averill finally, in frustration, turns around to little Jonathan, looks at him seriously and says, Jonathan, 
big people don't like little people asking why all the time. And, he, and Jonathan goes, why? <laughs> and so Averill just shook her head and walked away. She didn't know what to do with that. Why did the elders choose to make this theme, month's theme? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> anyway, there's all the whys in life. And none of us can answer all the why questions. I actually think it needs to go another month, to be honest. It's such a great topic. Some things God has led me into. He hasn't told me what he's doing. And I've found in the journey of life that God will ask you at times to, to, to do things. He'll ask you to do things that to your mind seem illogical and unreasonable, but the Holy Spirit will lead you into things. And I've discovered this, that hindsight, often looking back, I can see the reason why. But I couldn't see it in that hour. And I always, we're always faced with these decisions. If we're going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, we will need to become comfortable with the fact that God will lead us at time without giving us all the answers. And it's important. This is really important because many believers get stuck right here. When the Holy Spirit starts to prompt you and lead you to do something that is against what your mind and your logic tell you is what you should do, you will get stuck unless you understand that the leading of the Holy Spirit, when it is checked with the Word of God and with other mature believers, if you will follow it, it will take you into the greatest place of blessing you could ever find. You will go into places you will never go if you listen to the reason and the logic of your mind, you don't throw your mind away. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that, there's, that the Holy Spirit will lead us by His Spirit into His will. And I, I want to share with you how I navigate when I can't see. How when the cloud obscures the sun and somehow God is... I can hear God, but I don't know why he's asking me to go a certain direction or do something. And the fog rolls in and the storm's raging. How do I navigate those seasons of life? Well, here's the first thing. I've come to understand that the God of the Bible is unfailingly good. He's reliable, faithful, and merciful. What I believe about him becomes the lens through which I see life. I'm never going to step out into the unknown unless I can trust the one who's leading me. And I have to see that every time he leads me, he is leading me for my good. He's leading me because he knows and he sees ahead and he knows where I will be the most useful and successful. You see, I've come to know that by the scripture, by the, by the fact that he gave his... By the, by the fact that his son, he gave his son, he did not spare his own son, but he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Romans 8.32. His promises are yes and amen, 2 Corinthians 1.20. And that he's a loving, kind father. Just read Luke 16 about the prodigal son and his heart toward his people. So by the testimony of Scripture and the experiences of life, I've come to believe God has my highest good and he only wants my highest good. And once that foundation is secure in my life, I can step out into the unknown yeah. 
with his leading, knowing that I am on safe ground and that he will lead me. And we're just going to look at Romans 8, 14, 17, up on the big screen there. Um, thank you, Stephen, if you could pop that up there for us. Because um, here's, here's a great scripture that just undergirds this thought. Here we are, Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You did not receive, verse 15, the spirit of bondage to f- again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So verse 14 says that those that are the, the son, uh, those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So sons and daughters of God, God's purpose and intention in your life is to lead you by your spirit, not by your head. All right? Your head won't get you where God wants you to be. It's the Spirit of God inside your spirit. When you listen to that, that's where he wants to lead you from. So you didn't receive a spirit of bondage to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. We're sons and daughters of God. We're adopted into his family, and his family is led by the Spirit. So to be led by the Spirit means I've learned to respond to the nudge of the Holy Spirit within when it's confirmed by the written word and by the witness of those I respect, other believers around me. So those three things in place, many times my mind and my reason have protested and said, why? Why should I do that? But my spirit was hearing something different, and it wouldn't keep quiet. All right? When he, when he wants to move us, he will speak inside our spirit. And so many practical things of life, God has nudged me by his spirit. I remember when I first heard a message on giving and tithing, I thought, that's dumb. Who would want to do that? Who would want to give away 10% of your income? Oh, I need that. That's stupid. But the Holy Spirit doesn't give up on you. And I realized, finally got to do it before I understood it. And that's often the way of the Lord. You obey before you understand. I didn't understand when I began to tithe. But when I began to tithe, man, I got it. I realized I didn't. God didn't need my tithe, but I needed God. And what happened was his presence, his provision, and the blessings that opened up to me were phenomenal. And then I got it. Okay, Lord, this is pretty good. That was all right, obeying that nudge of the Holy Spirit. Baptism. You know, if you're struggling over baptism, I want to say to you today, you'll never understand it perfectly before you get baptized. But if the Holy Spirit's saying get baptized, get baptized. And when you look back, you will understand why he said get baptized. And that's the way of the life. With the Spirit, we obey before we understand at times. Finding a wife. Man, I had some good prospects looked out. But no peace within. And when Vicky turned up, yes. Holy Spirit said, now you're right, boy. You're on track. Yeah? So listen to the Holy Spirit. Your head mightn't understand. But your heart is being led now 
because you're a son and daughter of God. And so um, in, in a, it's about restoring our relationship back to him. We lost this relationship of dependence in the Garden of Eden way back there. And when we become believers, he restores it again. And we're now back in the garden listening to Papa lead us by his spirit as his sons and daughters. And our mind at times is never going to understand the whole picture that God can see. And you have to have confidence that in his love that he is leading you for your good. Romans 15.4 says that, and we could have that on the screen. For whatever things were written before, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scripture might have hope. There's a huge testimony of God's dealings with mankind in the pages of our Scripture. And this is the go-to place to be inspired by seeing God's faithfulness and the crazy things He led people in at times. And how, when they walked in it, they experienced some phenomenal things. Um, Hebrews 11. All right, so you got that? That the things that are written in here were written for us, that we could learn and be encouraged and be able to walk with Him. So Hebrews 11 says, verse 1 says, Faith is the evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. And God wants to lead us into this place of faith. Faith is simply believing it before I see it and understand it. Faith is walking into it before it feels comfortable and before I can actually have all the boxes ticked. And verse 6 of Hebrews 11 says this, Without faith it's impossible to please Him. That's when I respond to His leading without fully understanding why I please Him. Um, this is because I believe He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You see, we're launching out, believing Him. And then there's some stories of the greats. Verse 7, Noah, by faith, builds an ark. Never rained on the earth. Holy Spirit says, Noah, I want you to build a boat. What's that? So God has to give him the design of a boat. Never seen water. So how do you build a boat? Got to be the Holy Spirit showing Noah. Noah gives him a design of this boat, and he builds it, the ark. And his, whole, his family and all the animals were saved. Through the flood. Abraham, I love Abraham. He went out not knowing where he was going. I've had some times like that in my life. I've went out by the leading of the Holy Spirit not knowing where I'm going. And I'll tell you what, you know, God, I, I was just listening to um, this morning, you know, in our prayer time, um, Andrew was just sharing, you know, how we need to go out. And, and, and speak to people and share the good news of the gospel. You know what? I've had the Holy Spirit prompt me heaps to talk to people. Sometimes I've responded and sometimes I've got scared and I haven't done it. But I'll tell you what, I know it's the Holy Spirit leading me. And every single one of you here in this room this morning, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you to speak to people, to, to be involved in people's lives. And you're only going to be able to do that if you learn to listen to the nudge within and you get the courage to do it, all right? It's a learning process, but we're on the journey, all right? Responding to his leading, even when it's crazy. And uh, sometimes you think, oh, no. You know, it's scary at times. Honestly, it is. You know, God leads you to speak to people like, 
oh God, you know. But we go in fear and trembling. But I'll tell you what, the lightning strikes on the fringe of the kingdom. You know, where the presence and power of God is most often manifest, out in the scary place, outside your comfort zone. God comes through. Phenomenal. And that's what he wants us in. You know, there's some greats in the Old Testament, and we haven't got time this morning, but Joseph dreamed a dream of being great. You know, he was going to rule over his brothers and sisters. Next minute, he's in prison, accused of adultery in Egypt, sold as a slave, spends his life uh, there. He's serving away in the prison. One day, he interprets a dream, and he's elevated to be ruler over a a nation. God didn't tell him why he was in prison. God didn't tell him when he gave him the dream of greatness that his next step was sold as a slave into prison. God didn't tell him that. But later on, he understood. He looked back and he said to his brothers, you meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. And I want to tell you this morning, some of you are probably in situations right now that you cannot understand. And I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Sam, I want to encourage you, Sam. I want to encourage you, Ty. You might be in situations today that you don't understand. But I'll tell you what, if you will just keep listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you will just speak to the voice of the accuser and say, be quiet. Be quiet. I'm going to listen to what he's saying to me. And you walk through your prison, your difficult season. You will come out the other side and you will walk smack into the plan of God, the glory of God will come on you. And so I want to encourage you, every one of you here today, if, you, if you're in a difficult situation right now, if you're struggling with a relationship breakup, you're, you're in some fire of trial, you're needing work or whatever it is I want to say to you, if you will just keep listening to the Holy Spirit, trusting your Father, He knows, He loves you more than you love yourself. He will bring you out into the fullness of his plan for you. And you will walk into a great future. You know, God will lead us without telling us why. How we respond to these unanswered questions can affect the outcome of our life. Um, We just don't understand everything at once. Deuteronomy 29, 29. This is a a great scripture from the Old Testament, but it says this, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do the words of this law. You know, some things God just keeps to himself. And he may tell you in his season, but he may not. And we have to be comfortable with mystery. You know, there's something about walking with God that requires us at times just to walk even when we don't understand, even when things turn contrary for us, we have such great um, comfort and strength. You know, Romans 8.28 says this, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Don't you love that scripture? God causes. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 3, uh, 5, 3 to 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5 says, And not only this, we glory in tribulations, 
knowing that tribulations produce perseverance. You know what? We grow strong when the wind grows contrary. When, when difficulty comes in life, it's for to produce in us a resilience and a strength and a perseverance. And perseverance produces character and character hope. You know, it's in those seasons that we just keep affirming that the victorious life of Christ is in us. His peace, his joy, his overcoming power is inside of us, and we grow character. You know, um, you will always win when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He loves you so much. Everything, he will turn around for your good. I just want to really encourage you with that today. My testimony is that he is faithful through all the challenges of life. You know, he's always come through in his time, and he makes all things beautiful in his time. You know, I lost a brother when I was 10 years old, an older brother, on a motorcycle accident. And, you know, I, I wrestled with that for seven years till I became a believer. And then God just healed my heart, put peace in my soul. You know what? I don't understand to this day why my brother died in a motorcycle accident, but it's all right. I trust my heavenly papa. He is in control. And all things he will make beautiful in his time. I just want to encourage you today, if you're struggling with something you don't have the answer for, you can absolutely trust his goodness, absolutely rely on him 100%. He will not fail you. He will not fail you. You've got 4,000 years of history of the faithfulness of God in the affairs of men, proving himself over and over again. And on top of that, he didn't spare his own son, but he gave him up for us freely that we might receive forgiveness, that we might be healed, that we might be set free. And my encouragement to you today is don't get stuck when you don't know why. Don't stop because you don't have the full answer yet. Don't let the difficulties of life stall you in your walk with Him. But keep going because you will discover that He will come through. I want to just, this morning, you know, as we just round out, um, finish, so out of time. But, I, you know, I just want to really encourage you this morning I don't know if everybody in the house is a believer here this morning. Kind of looking out there, maybe, maybe most of you are. But maybe there's someone here this morning who's not yet put your faith in Christ. Well, my word to you this morning is you don't have to understand it fully before you respond to Him. You don't have to understand it fully before you respond to Him. You know, the Holy Spirit will just prompt you inside your heart and He will call you. And he will be speaking to you right now and saying, my son, my daughter, will you come to me? Will you surrender your life to me? Will you allow me to come into your life even though you may not understand everything yet? Is there anyone with every head bowed and every eye closed? Is there anyone in the house this morning who would respond to Jesus and say, please come into my life this morning. Please come in and forgive my sin and heal my life. Is there anyone here this morning who wants to respond to the call to receive the Lord Jesus Christ? Is there anyone? Right, you may not understand everything, but I tell you, this good God loves you, sent His Son to 
bring you back into relationship with himself. Everything you've ever done wrong will be forgiven as you receive him. Is there anyone this morning? Okay. That's great. Everyone in the house is, is uh, in the kingdom. Um, and so that's wonderful. Greatest decision you've ever made, receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And the second thing I just wanted to put before you this morning, I really want you this morning, if you are struggling with a why in your life and it's stuck, you're stuck. You're, you're stuck because the grief of a situation or the pain of it or the difficulty of it has caused you just to lose sight of God so badly that you feel stuck. Oh man, I'd just love to pray for you because He just wants to heal you and, and, and restore you again. He wants you to have a massive download of how much He loves you so that you can move again and begin to move forward in life. No matter what's happened, God will turn it around in His time. But you know, as you open your heart to Him again, you will begin to experience the fullness of His presence and him, him just comforting and speaking into your life. So we're just going to close with a, a closing song. Thank you, uh, Harmony. And as we do, let's just all stand. And if there's anyone here in the house who just wants someone to agree with you, man, I'd just love to pray with you. Amen? Amen. We want to we be people who move forward in the purposes of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit and, and just experience the fullness of what He has for us. So let's just sing. And if there's anyone who wants prayer, any other need this morning, healing, whatever, whatever your need is today, the team is here, just waiting full of faith to pray with you, to bless you. Let's sing. There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fire.